BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of the man that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast, August 19th, one of Star Trek's biggest icons, or celebrity fans, or both, will be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. is read by Star Trek Enterprise's own Anthony Montgomery. If we cannot learn to live with our own kind here on Earth, God help us if we ever get into space and meet the variation that is almost certainly out there. And I am very pleased to welcome back our guest host this week, actor Rekha Sharma. Welcome back. Thank you. So what does this quote say to you? How does it resonate with you, Rekha? I mean... Mic drop. <laughs> it feels like thrilling. You know, we have not learned to live on this earth here with our own kind. Mm-hmm. We have created walls where there aren't any. We have made people different. We have dehumanized each other. We've We've made lines between uh, us and the and the trees and and nature and <laughs> mm-hmm. animals. We don't live in harmony. Reka, what's your take on? Because Reka is also con- would be considered ethnic in America, much as myself or Trent, which I don't even like that label. To be a hundred percent honest, like why well, I gotta have a label? Right? <laughs> but um, everybody's ethnic. That's my point. Everybody's yeah. eth- white people are ethnic too. But that <laughs> was kind of my question to you and Trent because I think that. Um, I feel like race is a construct, you know, mm-hmm. like we're 99.9% the same. And the only difference is like my nose is wider because it uh, can filter hot air better. Your Norwegian friend nose is super narrow and pinched because it filters cold air mm-hmm. better. You mm-hmm. know, apparently scientifically the only difference. And I know that there are like a, a, a facial features that we tend to associate with certain cultures. Right. With certain quote unquote races. I I know. See, you got to put the quotes around it. With certain peoples of different parts of the planet. Actually, I like peoples better. Mm -hmm. I like that. We'll stick with that from now on. Scientifically, the only difference, including, you know, the things that we think make us look African-American versus Asian. They those don't actually hold up with science. The only thing is the melanin in the skin. Mm. Which again is for a reason, the melanin. It's my fabulous sunblock that I love. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And why I hate that I was born in Vancouver. (laughs) 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 I had seasonal affective disorder Mm -hmm. year round my entire freaking life. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why I moved to LA and I can't wait to come back. But anyway. I I just want to say a boot just for you. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Never said a boot in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but 
way, you guys, we we covered another quote, a few other quotes that were very similar. Might have been from the same lecture uh, in this. And it says to me that these concepts were super important then yeah. for Gene Roddenberry yep. to cover them more than once. And per what Reiko was saying, I mean... We're so the same, and yet we're fighting wars over that. You know, mm-hmm. it is crazy. And I say we're not ready because just like if Jesus came back, we'd kill him and put him in jail or yeah. he'd be in a homeless tent on the street. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine an alien who looks different? Because, you know, I keep getting recommended on Instagram, like Instagram plastic surgery, I guess, because I'm a grown up, right? And it is frightening. I'm going to be honest. It is absolutely frightening out there. Not knocking anyone who's done stuff, man. You do what you got to do or want to do to feel your best, period. I'm an all-natural girl, though, and I kind of like that. The societal push, you know, to like, again, it's what we talked about last time with the existence. You know, we're all going to die in this casing that we happen to be in. is Mm -hmm. not who we are, but, but we're sold this idea that it is our value. Right. And that yeah. that somehow that youth is more attractive than age, which I'm sorry, young people are lovely, but I disagree. Listen, I- we're living in a truck stop Kardashian age. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, that's what I wrote in the book. Everyone wants to look. Everyone's looking like a truck stop Kardashian at yeah. this point. Yeah. And um, that's fine. Again, if that's your aesthetic, that's amazing. But I kind of have always celebrated my individuality. You know, and I think that bodes well because I feel like you guys do too. Mm -hmm. celebrate your own cultures and individualities, which means uh, that when we do meet an alien Trent, I think you'll you'll be more open (laughs) to that alien. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I want to believe (laughs) that I will. But I don't know if it's got tentacles or if it does not look humanoid. I don't know how I'd react to that because I don't even like bugs here on Earth. So what's wrong with tentacles? I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, but the fact, the fact that this quote very closely echoes, uh, the quote that Scott Bakula read early on in the, in the run does speak to, uh, the importance of this message that I think that Gene was saying his whole life, every chance that he got talking about, uh, the, the basic building blocks of, okay, if humans want to go into space and if humans want to explore, the great unknown and to meet new life and strange new civilizations, we have to get right with ourselves here on earth because we don't have the capability yet to even fathom the complexities of meeting different life forms in whatever form they may be. They may not even be physical. They may be, you know, gaseous or something like it. It's, it, it boggles the mind of, of what is, what is possible. Uh, and the fact that we here on Earth can't even get along based on skin color or economic status or whatever, like that is a message that was so important to Gene. A humanist who who utters the word God to make his point. God help us, mm. the humanist Gene Roddenberry says, if we can't get right with us with what we have here on Earth, we have no business going out into space because we're just not ready. I, I love what you said about the great unknown, right? Mm-hmm. And- we have a great unknown right mm-hmm. here inside ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if maybe, maybe if we start there with cleaning up our own and getting to know our great unknown, then maybe we'll figure out how full of shit we all are. <laughs> yeah. Actually, natural leaning towards love yeah. and harmony. I mean, listen, 
I don't want to, I don't want to look at this and just talk about how effed we all are. Mm -hmm. I want to look at this and go, okay, yes, this is the state that we're in right now. We don't get along with our own kind and why not reach for, Hey, I, I want to go to space. I want to meet aliens. I want to get along with them. I want to have interstellar parties, man, mm-hmm. after the <laughs> pandemic is over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but are we actually heading that way? Because I've been thinking about the fact that there's so much alien stuff in the news today, right? Oh, this report, this government report. And the other thing, I when I put, put it together, I see that we're kind of gearing up for a fear, of the mm. unknown, a fear of aliens. That's all over these reports, right? They're always fear. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that, but that does us a disservice, I think. We have to, we have to be willing to not be sheep. We have to be the foxes, right? We got to mm-hmm. will the wolves. But I think, but don't you think part of the issue is like, this is where shows like Star Trek are so amazing because they show first contacts in a way uh, where they progress. You don't see a first con, and then we're dead. Yeah. And what we're seeing now in the news is you better get your guns because mm-hmm. <laughs> aliens is coming. <laughs> That's I my mean, impression of America Yeah, right now. <laughs> the 24-hour news cycle does feed into that. I mean, it, there's a lot of hours in the day to fill to get people to watch the news. And, and we seem to be in a culture where fear generates the views. And I think that that's what you're speaking to. I thought it might change, though, post-pandemic, because I made I like to note cycles of things like whether it's the kinds of TV shows that are popular or the adverts on and pre-pandemic. A lot of the adverts were, you better buy this truck or you're stupid or prepare to panic without this new makeup thing. And it was a lot of fear based advertising. And Mm -hmm. if if you go back in history, uh, uh, Sigmund Freud's nephew uh, was instrumental in helping shape the marketing you know, uh, Mm. of how we sell things to people. So when we think about that, they're using psychological tactics to sell to us and panic was the one that was popular pre-pandemic. So then I noticed it's a kinder, gentler, a little bit, but coming out of the pandemic, I think we're going right back to all that, Mm -hmm. to the same of panic if you don't have the same pretty dress as so-and-so. And all that is a little hard on my heart, ultimately, because that's so inconsequential to learning, as we were talking about, accepting each other, right? Yeah. And yeah. being able to be ready for contact from another species, per se. Um, I don't know. I hope we end up somewhere good. <laughs> I'm just not sure. I don't mean to be cynical today, but I am a little bit. I mean, it's not going to happen on its own, right? Like right. we mm-hmm. talked about in these other um episodes about the, you know the nature of existence and and the fact that you know we have a limited time here and can we realize that and and get to what's important because if we don't then we are going to cling on to the drugs or mm. the dress or the car or the things the little things that make us feel some uh high or some like we've got something all of those things are are impermanent. They, mm-hmm. They're not anything. Right. The, the only things that are uh, worth holding on to are the ones that you can't hold. Yeah. It's love. Mm-hmm. The intangibles. Those are the only things we should hold on to. And if we actually held on to that, then we could live in harmony on Earth. 
and we could explore the great unknown. And I think that that speaks to the heart of what Star Trek teaches us or entertains us with. Gene Roddenberry and, and all of the amazing writers in Star Trek have, have created a blueprint for what we can achieve if we're able to grow beyond the immaturity that we have as humans now. We're not there yet. We, we, we know that. So we can all agree that we're not there yet and we may not be there, you know, in at least my lifetime. But in Gene's future vision of what humanity is capable of in the 23rd century, Earth is such a utopian society where everyone cares for one another. They've eradicated the need of money. They've eradicated the need of wealth to the point where they were finally able to venture out into space and and travel and, and visit strange new worlds and all of that. So as much as it might be very uh, upsetting or depressing to see the news of the day and how things are, what I love about Star Trek and what I love about uh, the world that Gene Roddenberry created is that we have something to aspire to, to look forward towards and to work with together because I want to be up there. So I may not live, I may not live to be it, but you know, if, if the crew of discovery wants to come back and teleport, you know, pick me up and teleport me to the future, I'm ready to go. I want to see it. And even if I'm not going to physically see it myself, I would like to work toward the betterment of humanity so that we as a peoples will eventually get there. Like Gene imagined. Oh, that's really lovely, Trent. I really, that's very well said. And to wrap it up, I think what I kind of love about this quote, even though he says probably, and it's a little <laughs> like, you know, got to do this, is it sounds to me like Gene believed that ultimate power perhaps does not have to corrupt. Mm. You know, he was a powerful guy with these mm -hmm. shows and stuff like that. And, and, sort of saying, no, no, if we can deal with each other. And I do worry that ultimate power corrupts. And that's why I mentioned it. But then I thought, well, Mr. Roddenberry was kind of powerful and he doesn't seem corrupted. He seems aware of other people mm -hmm. in the world mm -hmm. and their plight. And so that does give me a little hope. I mean, I'm just saying, like living in Hollywood, the... I have seen that, you know, wielding your power in an abusive way was the norm for yeah. a really long time. That is yeah. hopefully changing. And I want to have a little more faith that you can have the power, but still be benevolent with it. Any last thoughts for you guys? I mean, the optimism that Gene always gives us, I think there's always hope in there. I can turn on the TV and watch any one of the Star Trek stories and, and be reminded of what's possible and God help us if we don't get our shit straight here, because all that cool stuff that we have been being a fan of and that we're talking about today, 50 years of Star Trek, it's never going to happen. So we need to do the work to make sure that we're ready to Maybe you just need that some fiber, Trent. Um, <laughs> Reka, any last thoughts? <laughs> yeah, actually... I was just thinking about the word God help us. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, that word, uh, the concept of God and the word God can be repulsive to some people. But to me, the word God has always meant, been synonymous with two words, and that's truth and love. And mm -hmm. so, you know what? Truth and love will help us. Mm -hmm. The only things that will help us to I get 
that place. I really love that because like yeah. I have a, sometimes with religion, I can get a little weird because when I was growing up, it was God fearing. You better fear. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm fearful enough. Honestly, I'm an anxious small child. All right, I'm an anxious small child. But I love what you just said. Mm-hmm. Eddie uh, Rekha is really lovely. Anyway, you guys, if you want to check out Anthony Montgomery reading uh, the quotes on video, you can go to Roddenberry's social media pages on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we hope you'll join us tomorrow where Rekha will be our guest Woo-hoo! host for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. 